For those of you who don't know, this is Tawana. She's been with us several, several times, and she always brings such joy to our hearts when she sings. So this morning, she's going to sing for us again. Miss Tawana. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Good morning, First Baptist. Good morning, First Baptist. It's good to see you. I, um, I'm grateful to be here this morning, and Jeannie said I could say a few words, but I'm grateful to be here this morning, and it's good to see your smiling faces. I don't know if, how many of you know, but I lost my father recently. Um, he passed on March 20th. So he celebrated his 89th birthday on March 16th. He felt the love of his family, and he just died with people around him, and he was at peace. So we're grateful for that. My family is well, and I want to thank those of you who um, cared for us, who prayed for us during our loss, and thanks so much for the beautiful card that you gave us. We appreciate it. Um, my family, like I said, they're doing well. So this morning, I'm moving on. This morning, I'd like to share scripture with you before singing the song that I'm going to sing. Um, it's my prayer that the messages of the scripture that you hear and the song will come together to bring encouragement and hope. Um, John 15:5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So without me, ye can do nothing. God be with us, okay? And I'm ready, I think. <laughs> Somebody told me I don't know who Whenever you are sad and blue And you're feeling all alone and left behind Just have a talk with Jesus and you'll find You gotta hold on, hold on through the night When it's dark and not a bit of sparkling Sing song sunshine from above Spreading rays of sunny love Just hang on, hang on to the vine Stay on, you will be divine If you start to cry, just look up to the sky There's something coming up to turn your tears to dew instead And so I hold on to this advice When change is hard and not so nice If you listen to your heart the whole night through Your sunny someday will come one day soon to you Thank you. 
to want to thank you. That was happy music, wasn't it? I was, Ben and Shelby weren't able to be here today, and so I had to help Jeannie, Jeannie, thank you, running the sound. And uh, you, it's a different perspective back on the back row where the good back is sit. It's a, wow. Um, <laughs> when I was sitting back there, you're all, you were all doing this number. Did you, did, you, did you catch yourself dancing in the pew? You bad Baptist, you. Uh, so you, you, that was a good one, Tawana, perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, a couple of announcements, well, one announcement I, I didn't make, if you love music and you love theater, Orbit uh, is doing Little Abner. Um, this week, they have two shows today at two and seven. Are they sold out today? We don't know yet, but then it's Friday, May the 3rd, Saturday, there's two shows. It's next Sunday, there are two shows. So you can get on, uh, there's a flyer in the foyer about that um, in our stone chapel across the street, Orbit is doing that production. And if you've not seen an Orbit production, it is well worth it. Um, it's great, there Bob says. Uh, I think tickets are $25. And if you go and you don't like it, I will give you your money back out of my pocket. It's that good. So for most of you, there's a few of you, never mind, but for, for most of you. In Africa, a man hired some bushmen to lead him on a long journey. And the first day, they moved rapidly. And they made great time and they made great distance. On the second day, they did the same. Just covered so much ground. The traveler was encouraged by the fast pace. And on the third day, when he got up to go, the bushmen refused to travel. They said they'd gone too fast, and they were now waiting for their souls to catch up with their bodies. Do you know the feeling? I do. It's kind of nice to be unplugged sometimes, isn't it? At worship and in our lives that we can take these leashes that are with us all the time and turn them off. Easter was fabulous, uh, tiring and exhilarating at the same time. Jeannie and I made it to Arlington Cemetery last Sunday morning at 5.45 a.m. Again, you have to love Jesus to show up at Arlington Cemetery at 5.45 a.m. And we had a wonderful morning there. And then breakfast was fabulous. Thank you for everyone that did so much for breakfast. And then our 10.30 service was packed. And when we got back to the house, we'd had company last weekend. Our son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren were here. And Ellen and Charles were there. And, uh, everybody left in the afternoon after lunch, headed to Nashville and to Cumming, and it was time for a nap. And I couldn't sleep. Ever been too tired to sleep? Or maybe it was the news that bothered me. The attacks in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday. Christians were killed. Three churches were attacked and three hotels 
253 dead and 500 wounded on Easter Sunday. I was sickened because I have a friend who has visited with us from Sri Lanka. He sits about halfway back, Angela in front of you, HV behind you, right on the end there when he comes. He's been with us several times to worship when he's in country, something with technology over my head. I don't know his name, I know his face. His father's a pastor in Sri Lanka. And I hope it wasn't his father's church. I prayed for them, and I prayed that he'll return in the next year so we can know he's okay. I think he might have given me his card one time, and I'm going to go and try to find it so I can communicate with him. I read some reports about the Easter attack, and I saw a headline that I had seen earlier when the cathedral was on fire, Notre Dame was burning, and the headline was, Where Was God? Did you see a headline like that? Where was God on Easter? Where was God when the cathedral caught fire? It's a question often asked by hardened unbelievers, I think, to get us to doubt, to get us to waver. I do not ask that question any longer. I know the answer. God is everywhere. It wasn't God that made these attacks happen. It's evil. It proved to me not the absence of God, but the need for God. That's the great need in our world. So today, I want to help us grow stronger in our faith. Before we go further, let's pray. God, that's fascinating when I say let's pray to see heads bowed and eyes closed. And we know that you're that close. We just have to focus. Father, today help us to focus through good news and through bad news. Help us to focus when people question. Help us to be strong in our faith when there are too many that are weak. Father, no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what kind of turmoil we are in, let us know that you are there walking with us, encouraging us, lifting us up. We pray that for this world that needs you so. In Jesus' name, amen. I read about a man, and I've told this story at many, many funerals, who owned a boat in Miami, Florida on the Miami River. And a hurricane was coming. And he was a new boat owner, and he'd never experienced a hurricane as a boat owner before. And so he went to Home Depot and Lowe's and Ace Hardware and bought all the rope he could buy. And he tied his rope to the dock, and he tied his rope to the phone poles, and he tied his rope from the boat to the trees. A spider web everywhere of tying that boat so it wouldn't let go. After finishing up, an old sailor wanders up and sees what they had done and gave them this advice. The sailor said, tire to land and you'll regret it. Your only hope is to anchor deep. 
And that's really good advice. Not just for boat owners, but for believers. Our only hope in this messed up, crazy world is to anchor deep to our faith. And when we do that, it makes everything, takes everything to a new level. Do you read the cartoons today in the paper? Anybody read cartoons this morning in the funny papers? Does anybody get a paper anymore? Remember the funny papers? Remember the cartoons? Beetle Bailey and Snuffy Smith and all of those wonderful things. It's all in two dimensions. It's all flat there on the page. But imagine if it could spring out. That's what faith does. It gives our life another dimension so we can spring out of where we are. Jesus talked about the need of our faith and the need of us anchoring deep. Usually you read these words on the screen behind me, so today you're going to have to listen and listen well because these are great words. In Matthew 7, beginning at verse 24, we find this. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds their house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand, and when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. That's Jesus talking about anchoring deep, working on our foundation, making sure we build our lives on biblical principles, and we include God in all of our decisions, and when we do that, no matter what happens, we will stand. We can all fill in the blank when it comes to the wind and the storm. Life can be hard. I don't want to lie to you, and I think you've probably already figured that out. God has warned us, and he's prepared us in his word for, well, the storms that come. As Jesus was getting ready to head to the cross, he gathered his disciples and gave them some words that will help us today. John tells these words, gives us these words in chapter 16. Jesus said, I've told you these things, his teaching, so that you won't abandon your faith. For you'll be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. That was to the disciples then, but it's timely today, isn't it? This is because they've never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. He prepares us for that news. Later on in John 16, verse 33, Jesus said this to his disciples who were going to experience persecution. And they did. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. You will. But take heart, and I love this part, because I have overcome the world. 
Jesus has overcome this world. Jesus told us things would happen, but we forget sometimes. When I worry, when I freak out, when I panic, when I doubt, I forget that the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of all creation, is my God. When I do those things, I forget that Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, is always there for me. I forget that the Holy Spirit of God is ministering to me constantly. We have to choose. We have to anchor deep. I remember five years ago on Easter Sunday morning, the 20th of April, 2014, while we were here having breakfast before worship, I received the phone call that my oldest char brother, Charlie, had died. I had a few people ask me, well, are you going to preach this morning? It never crossed my mind not to. It was Easter Sunday morning. I wasn't rattled. I wasn't shaking. I was here to celebrate the resurrection. And because I was here to do that, because I was anchored deep, I didn't give it a second thought. I found it hard to grieve because it was Easter. And I think we need that message of Easter every day, don't we? Every day. Listen how Matthew tells it in chapter 28. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. I hope you remember that from last week. His face shone like lightning, his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him. They fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. He's going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. Remember what I've told you. The women quickly ran from the tomb. and They were very frightened but also filled with great joy. They rushed to give the disciples the angel's message, and as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. They ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him, and then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. It's interesting. The angel tells them, don't be afraid. Jesus tells them, don't be afraid. We are still told that. Don't be afraid. No matter what is going on around you. God's been telling us that for a long time in his word, Old Testament and new. These words are from Psalm 46. You likely know them. I'm going to do verses 1 to 3 and then verses 10 and 11. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, Therefore, we will not fear. We will not be afraid. Though the earth should even change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble in tumult, we won't be afraid because we're anchored deep. And why are we anchored deep? Verses 10 and 11. We are told, be still. And know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. 
I'm exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Don't forget that. Earlier we looked at John 16, 33, when Jesus said, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, I've overcome the world. That's what I want, that's what I need, a way to overcome. A way to overcome sadness and sorrow and depression and hurt and heartache. I need Jesus and so do you. In the book of John in chapter 13, Jesus, you remember, washes the disciples' feet. He predicts Judas' betrayal and Peter's denial. He's preparing his disciples for his departure. As he's teaching them, in chapter 13, he continues his teaching in chapter 14. And then we get to verse 27. Now, Jesus is about to be taken and killed. The disciples are going to be persecuted. And Jesus says this of all things. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. There it is again. Jesus knows something here. He knows that the crucifixion and the resurrection are very near. He knows the disciples will fall away and then they'll grow very strong because they'll see him living after dying. John, the disciple who recorded these words, would outlive all the other disciples. He was maybe 80 years old, exiled to the island of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. While he was there, Christians were being thrown to the lions and they were being burned and drowned. And it was hard. And John was inspired by the Spirit of God to write the book of Revelation. I want to read to you from chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. Boy, that's anchored deep, isn't it? I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day. I was worshiping in spirit and suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, 
I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and he said, and I bet you know what he said. The message of the angel, the message of Jesus at the tomb, and now the message in John's vision. Do not be afraid. And he continued, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. That gives me hope. Every day is Easter for the Christian. I pray my friend in Sri Lanka was spared. I hope to see him again on this earth. If not, I know I will see him when I get to my real home, my heavenly home. Until then, no matter what happens, I will anchor deep. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the truth that we receive from your word. Thank you that you have prepared us in your word for things that, well, they happen in this world. We would be lying if, you said that, if we said that only Christians will have easy days every day and no problems. That's not the truth. You've told us in this world we will have tribulations. But Father, you have told us also that you have overcome the world. And help us to remember that and to hang on to that, and to grasp that, and to be changed by that, no matter what is happening in our lives. When the world asks, where is God, let us stand and say, he is with me, every moment of every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you this week as you anchor deep. Remember the words of the angels of Jesus, do not be afraid. God bless you.